crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40,000 people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities, black and brown Americans, tribal citizens and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, the, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting? Who doesn't have that access? That can drive disparities, and we have a, a responsibility to act on that. Okay, welcome back. It's Monday. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, you know the word racism means nothing anymore. Saying somebody's racist means literally nothing anymore. They have overused that word so much and attached it to everything in life that it actually means nothing anymore. Something that usually carried some weight to it and would make people feel bad or uh, make you maybe rethink a little bit what you're saying has absolutely zero meaning at this point. You got... Pete Buttigieg claiming that car fatalities, accidents, is rooted in racism. Street designs are racist. People that are walking down the street in these racist streets that were built, it's because of disparities in racism. We have gotten to a point in society where to be called a racist means absolutely nothing. You shouldn't feel bad, I guess, if they call you a racist anymore because pretty much if you woke up this morning, you're a racist. If you uh, had the pleasure of making yourself some pancakes this morning, you're a racist. If you got into a car and drove to work, you're a racist. If you have a job, you're a racist. If you breathe air, you are a racist. And the air that you breathe is rooted in racism. There is something racist about the air. The car that you drive... There's something about that that makes it a very racist car. The streets you, the very streets you drive on are very racist. <sighs> I, can't, I can't even continue. Yeah, I mean, what, that's, this is how sick our society is. And what's worse is, I, I mean, does Buttigieg believe that? I would, I'm going to almost guarantee he does not. But because it is part of his job on his side of the aisle to keep his base aggravated so that way they can win elections. They are going to do the best they can and make whatever ridiculous claims that they want to make. So he is doing what they pay him to do because believe me as a transportation, he's not doing anything for that. Well, I mean, what is he actually doing? Getting to a point where I don't know if he was alluding to what are we going to ban cars because cars are racist. We're going to ban driving now. Is that is that where that conversation was supposedly starting to lead to? Hard to say. I I couldn't get past the fact that car accidents are racist. I just I can't get past that fact. Car accidents. That's why it's called an accident. It's an un, unintended, accidental. You get in a car accident, and generally when you get in a car accident, uh, it has nothing to do with anybody's color. It has nothing to do with anything more than somebody messed up somewhere along the way and an unfortunate accident happened. And if somebody died in the process, it's even more unfortunate. Cars replaceable, people are not. I don't know how we have used that and turned that into something racist, but for the Democratic Party, 
and Pete Buttigieg, I guess somehow, some way in their sick, twisted little world that they live within, now that is racist. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, it's it, Sunday. It's Sunday when I uh, recorded and, and I saw that uh, online. And I, I'm supposed to be resting. You know, seven days, you're supposed to rest. I'm supposed to be resting, and it was uh, uh, we, we had a nice Sunday. It was a nice service at church, and uh, the uh, pastor's son's wife um, was pregnant, and they did a little baby shower after church. So everybody's having a great time. And then once you're home and you're prepping for the show for this evening to record, so it's available to be released first thing Monday morning, and you see that, you know, you just look up and you go, I just, I don't, I don't know what kind of drugs they're on. I don't know if having what that perceived amount of power is like an endorphin overload for them. I don't know where the, what rhyme and reason the people come up with this stuff on the left for is other than to get under your skin or uh, to keep their base agitated or to cause a distraction because they can't actually believe the crap they're selling you. You just can't believe that stuff. There's just no way. There is no way that you literally go home and you are convinced and you believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that roads are designed and built in a racist manner, that driving is racist, and that car accidents are racist. There's just, there's no way that you could truly believe that. And if you do, please seek out professional help. Please, for your own help, for your own safety. Because you are, something's not right. You're not firing on all cylinders. Uh, something, something's wrong. There's a disconnect there between uh, what you're believing and reality. So please seek some professional help in that case. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Most Americans oppose allowing children to take puberty blocking drugs. A survey from the Economist slash YouGov found. The survey posed several questions related to transgender issues, asking if respondents are open to allowing parents to provide their transgender children or teenagers with puberty-blocking drugs, which can temporarily prevent the effects of puberty that may not align with their identity. Overall, 53% said that they oppose allowing this. Of those, 39% strongly opposed and just 32% at least somewhat support allowing parents to provide their gender-confused children with puberty-blocking drugs. Opinions on the issue are also divided on party lines. 51% of Democrats, for example, are at least somewhat in support of parents allowing their children to take puberty-blocking drugs, while 77% of Republicans and 53% of Independents are at least somewhat opposed to it. I'm surprised that the numbers are that low, i got to be honest with you, but we're going to go with the survey. The survey also indicated that respondents support parental rights. 60% indicate support of requiring K-12 schools to inform parents if their child requests to go by a different pronoun at school. While 50% of Democrats believe that should be required, one-third oppose that requirement. The survey also found that 55% expressing opposition to allowing transgender student athletes to play on sports teams that correspond with their gender identity rather than their biological sex. 54% of independents and 82% of Republicans oppose allowing student athletes to play on sport teams that do not correspond with their biological sex, but 52% 
of Democrats support allowing boys to play on girls' sports teams and vice versa. Of course, one quarter strongly support doing so. The survey found that 32% across the board expressing belief that society has gone too far in accepting people who are transgender, while 33% said that society has not gone far enough, which, again, is disturbing that if you think there are 33% of people as radical as they are pushing, as far radical to the liberal, insane left that we have gone, there's still 33% of people that took this survey that think that we haven't done enough. You got men, grown men, that pose as little girls on Budweiser cans. And Elijah Schaefer texted out something, and I guess it's Mulvaney in a uh, swimsuit. And uh, what was disturbing was not the fact that he was in a swimsuit, because obviously he's insane. Mulvaney definitely needs to seek uh, some help. He is a megalomaniac. He's a fame junkie. If it wasn't going to be this, it was going to be something else because he's been trying to be in the limelight his whole life. If you go back in his history, his time, he's on The Price is Right. He's he's going to Broadway. He, he's been seeking attention his entire life. But if it wasn't going to be that, it was going to be something else. But the sad part is if you read the comments, and that's what Elijah Schaefer highlighted, the comments by women that are in that, are in that uh, I guess, commenting on that post, and the comments were disturbing. When you start reading them, and Elijah Schaefer made sure that he blacked out anybody's names, not to call anybody out directly, but just so you could see what their comments were, their comments were sickening. You know, oh, I wish I could be that flat-chested. Oh, I wish I could be that skinny. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, my God, I'm so jealous. Oh, I'm so upset because I have big, a big flabby chest, and look at how beautiful her chest is. Oh, the comments are disturbing. So knowing that there's 33% of people that think that that is not far enough, that we are destroying women in sports, that we're allowing men, the uh, latest one, Thomas, one of the girls came out that said Thomas used to get aroused dressing up as a girl, uh, and since he has not had bottom surgery, and you're in a locker room with a bunch of girls, I'm sure that was extremely inappropriate, uncomfortable, to be honest, there's somebody, some man in there should have grabbed him and threw him out of the locker room, but God forbid you do that these days because men, you're not allowed to act like men because they're trying to feminize you. It's crazy to think that 33% are on board with us pushing the agenda and pushing even further it down this, this radical road. Um, 18% that our society is about right on the issue and 16% remain unsure. Again, I don't know who the people are that say that they're unsure. You either have an opinion or you don't. You took this survey. You took the time to do the survey. You don't think that we've gone far enough or not on these issues. None of this has impacted your life at all. Give me a break. Uh, There's a partisan divide on this as well. Most Republicans, 58%, say society has gone too far. And most Democrats, 52%, believe society has not gone far enough. This survey was taken between April 8th and 11th of this year among 1,500 United States adult citizens and comes as brands are increasingly pushing the transgender agenda to the forefront. Some positive takeaways from this is that the vast majority of people, at least more than half the people surveyed, and, you know, again, surveys are only as good as their sampling, and I does, it never says where they're taking this sample from. If they took this sample from New York City, 
then these are probably numbers that would be considered good for our side anyways for sanity. Yeah, I mean, if you took these somewhere in, in rural Arkansas, then this would be very bad. It would be a bad thing because most, most people in rural Arkansas probably would say no to everything. So, you know, these, these polls are only as good as their samples. But um, some of the positive things are at least at a minimum, the majority of Americans or over half Americans believe that uh, puberty blockers for kids are no good. And if you go by the counts here, we are in every category there are more people that are sane than insane pertaining to this uh, leftist push to push this gender ideology on society and children. Some of the bad things are, like I said, those numbers are unusually high and uncomfortable for me that you're having though that high of a percentage of people that don't think that we have done enough up to this point to, to accept people because it's not about accepting people. I would venture to say if nobody ever brought up the transgender issue, most people, when they saw a transgender person, wouldn't think much of it, and you just go on by. Life is life, and you understand that there are different people everywhere, and you'd leave the situation alone. If you're a Christian, you know the person's living in sin, and you pray for them. But beyond that, life goes on. You stay focused on what you're doing. They're not forcing that agenda down your throat, and uh, it is what it is. But that's not what's been happening. What's been happening is they're trying to force this down not only our throats to accept it in society, but force it down our children's throats to make them believe that this is normal and that this is a way of life and that this is something that they should consider at a very young age on whether or not they are the gender that they want to be or they were born the correct gender. That's where the problem lies, is that you are forcing this down people's throat, that you are purposely confusing children, that you are making our society mentally sick with this crap. So I, I felt like this survey, you could see the positives and negatives of it on there, and I thought that it would be um, good to bring it to your attention because it's something that you know I pretty much attack transgenders being in sports, and I attack the whole transgender ideology being forced on children. After the age of 18, do I believe that you should be doing that to your body? No, I absolutely don't. I'm 100% against it, whether it's uh, from the age of birth till you're 100 years old and you're dead. I don't believe that you should be doing these types of radical things to your body, and I truly believe that there is something else wrong with you other than what people are trying to tell you is wrong with you and lead you down a certain path. So, and that's just my opinion. But I, like I said, I thought it was uh, important to bring this up. All right, Tucker Carlson came out and, you know, regarding all of the documents, and I'm going to be clear because I did receive a couple of emails about this. I'm going to be clear on my position because they said I'm not very clear that I'm more complaining about somebody's age than documents themselves. So here, I'm going to make this as crystal clear as possible. Obviously, I have a problem with the age of the person that is uh, that has access to that type of sensitive material because I feel like... You haven't been in the military long enough and you're not old enough to have proven yourself to be trustworthy enough to handle documents like that. That being said, do I think what he did was wrong? That's a gray area for me. Do I think under a normal situation, the release of any secret documents that hurts the United States is wrong? Yes. Do I think that the documents that he decided to release that shows that the government is sidestepping the American people in a lot of the decisions that they're making, and there is a potential, via Tucker Carlson, there's a potential that 
we are actually fighting against Russia right now, helping Ukraine. Uh, I think that's a big problem. People need to know about that because that means you're plunging us into a potential world war, nuclear war scenario without the people's knowledge and without the people's supporting of what you're doing. So it's a gray area for me. It's a yes and a no. Do I support him? Yes. And do I support him? No, I don't. I don't support the fact that you're leaking sensitive uh, classified information. On the other hand, I understand why you leaked what you leaked because it's important that people know what the government's doing behind our backs and it's bringing a light to that. So now everybody's talking about the kid and everything and although it's quieted down quite a bit this weekend, they don't want to talk a whole lot about what's in the documents. Okay, so those documents are pretty sloppy and you're and you're this is all secondhand reporting and what people have seen and some people have pulled it up online we know that potentially egypt is supporting russia we know that china is supporting russia with military grade equipment we know that potentially the united states is running some shadow operations behind our back and helping ukraine to fight the war against russia we know that ukraine's receiving a hell of a lot more money than we could probably ever have imagined there is a lot of tomfoolery going on here, so that is something that we, the people, definitely need to know. So now that I addressed my stance on it, I hope that's much clearer. So anybody that had an email that decided to send to me said my position was unclear whether I'm in support of the release of sensitive American or classified American documents or not, there's your answer. It's a great answer. I can't give you a definite yes or no because of what was leaked. With that being said... If what Tucker Carlson is saying is true, and I know that his uh, Fox News before that you know, had something different to say and there's some internal fighting that's going on there, and that's fine. Uh, if what he says is true, the fact of the matter is Joe Biden and his administration are steadily pushing us into a possible nuclear world war because if we actually have boots on the ground over there and we are fighting alongside Ukrainians going into Russia – that's going to call into question more than just the war. I'm not on Putin's side. I think Putin's been a villain for a very long time. But there's a lot of things that Putin's been saying that if you put this piece in, you throw that wrinkle into the puzzle there, all of a sudden some of the things he said make some sense. Like he knew something we didn't know. So if Joe Biden is recklessly doing that, I believe that is grounds to impeach him and take him out of the White House. You are sidestepping us. You're sidestepping the Constitution. You're not going through Congress to start a war. You're just sending people to start a war. Uh, this is no longer a free land, if that's the case. You know, you know, the little bit of freedom that I know we've lost a lot. I mean, you, you would have to be a fool to believe that we haven't lost a lot of freedoms, especially over the last two decades. Over the last two decades, we have been slowly but steadily stripped of freedoms. And it's just that you've I've gotten adjusted to it because of how slow that they do it, that you don't really feel like they pulled the rug out from under you because it's been a very slow process. You know, me, the, the very first time that I could say I felt like some of my freedom was stripped away was after 9-11. Problem with that was, like most people, because of what just happened, you were... Not willing, but more understanding when they said they had to do what they had to do at the airport. You were more understanding that they're going to create this new department, that plane flights were going to be delayed, that people are going to be checked, that you weren't just go, you know, you weren't free. Look at, uh, what, what is the name of the movie? Uh, Home Alone. You, you, when I was a kid growing up, 
how they ran straight in, straight to the terminal, straight to get on the plane. We used to be able to do that. You used to be able to go in there and you could buy something from one of the little concession stands in there and you could sit there at the window and watch planes take off. Sitting in the AC, you had nothing to do. Maybe you're reading a book and that's where you wanted to just go sit and watch. No big deal. Once that happened, that's a no-no. Everything's blocked off now. They've stripped you of that freedom. So that was the first one that they slid in on you. And since then, it's been administration after administration. It's these little changes in policy, these little implemented rules. They've been stripping our freedom slowly for at a minimum two decades. At a minimum. So if Joe Biden is really sidestepping Congress and sending troops to begin a war. And this ain't going to be an average war. This isn't going to be a war that's fought somewhere distant that never touches you. The worst worst of it that you hear is that your loved one that is over there fighting has perished. That's the worst you normally have. This is going to be in our face war. This is going to be all around us. Nuclear war, we will all feel the impact. So if he's doing that, The little bit of freedom that I thought that we still had that we were fighting to hang on to, I would say is pretty much gone. That they have pulled the wool completely over everybody's eyes. They have, the machine has worked so well that they have stripped us over the last 20 or 30 years of all of our freedoms. And we just have been too blind to see it, but we are now in bondage, whether you would like to believe that or not. Now, I'm still hopeful That's not the case. Uh, Tucker Carlson's report, it could, it could not be. It's hard to say. I'd like to see the documents for myself. I don't believe everything that I see on TV. Believe me, (laughs) not even close. I don't believe everything that I read. I got to see it repeated from different sources uh, uh, quite a few times before I'm willing to believe that it's probably that way and they're leaving out some stuff because you never get 100%. You can get pretty close. You can get about 90%, which is why I like facts so much, because facts are facts. It's 100% or nothing. This is what it is. But they're always leaving something out. Uh, But I don't believe things just because I hear one person screaming it out that this is the way it is and this is how it happened. I believe people that are willing to supply documentation, facts, and show you here, this is what we found, this is what we have. You are seeing it for yourself. And I'd like to see these documents all for myself. Uh, naturally, they're stripping all of it offline and you're not allowed to see anything. But I'd like to see it for myself and put it all together. Um, I don't know if Joe Biden is doing what he's being accused of doing. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying that I'd be surprised to find out that he is doing that. And if he is doing that, again, we have lost something that we will not get back. And without most people knowing or understanding it, we no longer live in a free country. You know, what this last fight that we thought we were fighting, it doesn't actually exist. I don't truly believe that because I feel like we're gaining ground all the time. And I think if our freedoms were completely stripped at this point, you wouldn't be listening to my voice because they would be shutting us all down. They don't want you to know information like this. So I don't think we're that far gone yet, but I certainly am not stupid. And I know that up to this point, we have lost some of our freedoms and you can see we have not gotten any back. So we need to fight to hold on to what we still do have and not allow them to take that away and hopefully get a president in there that's willing to fight for the people, not against the people, and return some power back to the people. That was one of the best things about Trump is he wanted to restore the power back to the people. He was taking it away from Washington and giving it back to us. And that sure 
pissed that entire swamp off. Every creature and its third cousin came out of the woodworks to fight that man, and they're still doing it today. All right. That's all I got for today. Uh, not the longest episode, not the shortest either, but uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always a big help, especially on Apple. I don't know what it is with Apple. Like I said, that's the only way you chart and more people find out. Um, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejocc.com, go to the contact section, send me an email. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. We will do it again tomorrow.